0: You are listening to J.C. Talks, a podcast about life, leadership, and human flourishing. My guiding philosophy is simple. What you can be, you must be. The purpose of this podcast is to help you live an all-in life, be an all-in leader, and lead all-in teams and organizations. I'm your host, J.C. Her title: Prater, yours truly, and I'm so grateful you've joined me for a few moments on the podcast today. We are in a book called The Science of Success by Charles G. Koch. And if you want to know more about kind of why we're doing this book, you can go back to the last episode uh, that I recorded and you can listen to uh, what I have to say there about why this book is important. But for today, let's dive into mental models, mental models. I love this. This is and, and I'll, I'll share with you an example about why this is so important as we get to the end of the podcast today. Uh, but Charles Koch talks about this on page 30. He talks about this idea of mental models. And he sees, I believe, his role at Koch Industries, a company worth $115 billion. He sees one of his primary roles as to help set the mental models within the organization. Now, some of you are asking the question, what are mental models? What are mental models? So I've got a couple ways that I'm going to explain them to you today. Let's start with the book, page 30 science of success. Here's what it says. Mental models are intellectual structures that enable us to simplify and organize the myriad inputs we get from the world around us. They shape and support our thinking, decision-making, opinions, values, and beliefs. And again, as we get closer to the end of the podcast today, I'm going to give you an example about how this works. And it's amazing how when we run things through, when, when we run thoughts and Potential decisions through mental models before we make the decision, uh, before we say what we're going to say, we run them through this mental model. It's amazing how it takes the emotion out of it, and we're able to make reasonable choices, decisions, and use and choose reasonable words. As Ludwig von Mises pointed out, they are a necessary requirement of any intellectual grasp of historical events. According to according to Uh, Michael Polanyi. They are also vital to scientific progress. It is by his assimilation of the framework of science that the scientist makes sense of his experience. To be beneficial rather than destructive, our mental models must connect us to reality. Further, they must improve our ability to assimilate new experiences. In the process, they are refined by experience. Unfortunately, not all mental models re- reflect reality. People used to believe that the earth was flat and behaved accordingly, even though no one actually found and fell off the edge of the earth. One consequence of this flowed thinking, flawed thinking, excuse me, was that many spectacular discoveries were delayed until certain innovators, such as Christopher Columbus, challenged that mental model. The quality of our mental models determines how well we function in the natural world, and the same is true in the economic world. Thus, Coke Industries invest tremendous time and effort to ensure that our market-based management mental models fit reality and are understood and applied throughout our businesses. A business with behavior based on faulty mental models is doomed to extinction. We must constantly remind ourselves that just because we believe or want a thing to be true does not make it so. As Senator Daniel Patrick Moynihan put it, everyone is entitled to his own opinions, but not his own facts. And this is the thing about mental models. When we roll potential decisions through mental models, it really helps us to make fact-based decisions, not just our own Opinions or letting our emotions kind of run what that decision will be. Again, I'm going to give you the example here in just a second. Good mental models, besides being based on reality, should lead to effective action, which introduces additional re- requirements. They must neither overly uh, they must be neither overly complicated nor too simple, missing key drivers or secondary consequences. They should be checked whenever we don't get the results we anticipated. As with everything, they must always be challenged and improved. We need to constantly ask ourselves if we, in our own way, are thinking and behaving as if the world were flat. Okay? So let me read a little something, a definition that I wrote for mental models that I use for my students um, and, and then I want to give you some examples of mental models. And then I want to talk about why this is important and what I saw in my class this past week. And then I'm going to let you go for the week. Mental models. Here's the definition I use with my students. A way of thinking and processing the world around us that can help us to see the rewards, consequences, or outcomes before we make the choices and decisions. That's pretty much what it is. And then if you were to be in class with me and you were to see this PowerPoint that's in front of me, I have this little grid or I have this graph here. And it it's got a a bunch of squiggly lines and above those squiggly lines it says information, okay? And we all get information all around us all the time. It's constantly flowing in. And then if you go to the other side of the page it has some less squiggly lines and it says decision, okay? So typically what people do is they run from information to decision information to decision okay so i see something happening i make a decision i hear about this i make a decision i think this my emotions say this i make a decision what a mental model is and you see on this graph in front of me is you have the information you have the decision but what 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 we're trying to do through a mental a mental model is say before we make the decision let's run it through this mental model OK, let's run it through uh, this way of thinking and maybe it will help us to make a better uh, a better choice. So, for example, let me walk you through some of the mental models. And we're not going to talk very much about this because I want to dive in more on these mental models in the month of May. Maybe we'll call it May mental models or mental models month or I don't know, May the month of mental, I don't know. I don't know. But I think that's a good time where we can talk about this idea of mental models and we can walk through several, several of these and I can spend some time with you talking about what these mental models are. But here are some examples, some of the ones that we've already talked about in um, in in the class that I'm teaching uh, up there to Zoo Specific. Number one, systems thinking. And systems thinking is when you rise up uh, to the 30,000 foot view level and you look at everything within the system and you make decisions or you're able to see, okay, if I make this, this decision over here in the organization, over here in the team, over here in the family, right? Over here in, you know, whatever it might be uh, in my personal life. If I make this decision over here, here will be the consequences over here, right? Here's how it affects everything. I can also, if I'm in an organization, instead of blaming a person, I can look at the system and say, what in the system caused this to happen, okay? Okay versus why did this employee act this way, I can begin to ask, why did the system allow this to happen? And you may still have the same result with that person. If they messed up big enough, it might be that, they, that you got to get rid of them or whatever, um, or you have to reward them, right? It could be, but you can also look at the system and say, wow, the system empowered that good behavior or the system also empowered that negative behavior. So that's system's thinking. Third order of consequences. This is when we look at our choices And we look at all the potential consequences, not just the immediate one, but the second order consequences, the third order consequences, first principles thinking, which is one of my favorite ones. Anytime that we decide or we're trying to make a decision on a thing or a person, whatever it might be, we have to go back to the foundation of that thing or person. We'll talk more about that. The law of of reciprocity, what you put out comes back to you. The law of mutual benefit. Uh, If you put out good into the world, good will come back to you. If you put out negative, negative will come back to you, right? I guess that's the law of reciprocity. Mutual benefit says that when you're making decisions, do things that are mutually beneficial for the person that you're working with and also for you. That's the way that you want to do it, right? The law of attraction. I kind of snuck this one in here. Uh, and that basically says that, that the life you have around me is a direct reflection of you. If you want a better life, you have to become a better you. The law of entropy, we talked about this last week. Uh, it's the law that says that everything is in a state of natural decline, right? Uh, and, it, and and if you're in an isolated system, if you're in a closed system, uh, these things are declining even faster. And so we want to get rid of that and we want to open up our system, create an open system, uh, and that's bringing in constant new, getting rid of the old, Consistently, and then as we talked about this past week, we talked about on Monday the concept of creative destruction. So let me give you an example of how this worked in my most recent class. So right now, what's going on in the world? And as I'm recording this, it is uh, April of 2022. And last week, last Sunday, I believe it was, a famous actor by the name of Will Smith walked up on the stage at the Oscar Awards, and he slapped. The uh, teeth, it, it felt like, I mean, you heard the pun. It, it sounded like a punch, but I guess it was a slap. But he uh, slapped the crap out of, honestly, uh, another comedian by the name of Chris Rock. And it was because Chris Rock had made a joke about his wife and his wife's hair. And it looked like Will Smith actually laughed at the joke originally and then looked at his wife and his wife wasn't happy. And so he decided to go up on the platform and smack chris rock right in front of all these people millions of people saw it now it's a meme and i mean several different memes and it's you know it's been passed around and that video's been shown it it really wasn't you know at uh, on on the night of which would have been last sunday everyone was just kind of in shock And, and at first there was a lot of sympathy towards will smith just minutes later he gets up and he collects his actor of the year as is that what it is uh a best actor award which is a huge Enormous uh, accomplishment for him too, but you know this is the former Fresh Prince of Bel Air, and now he's 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 getting Best Actor at the Oscar you know awards. That's huge, and uh, his legacy will forever be tarnished by that smack heard around the world. And it just, it just damaged. There were so many good things that happened last Sunday night. Now, I don't watch the Oscar awards, and I don't think I, I would have known that they were happening. I think a lot of people felt that way had it not been for what happened with Will Smith. But unfortunately, that's the talk of the town, not all the different actors who won, actors and actresses who won these Oscar awards, some of the cool things that happened last week. Uh, it's It's all moot because everyone's thinking about Will Smith. So I think... And he's offered apology and his most recent apology I thought was an amazing apology. Maybe we'll even talk about that on a bonus round this week. I, you know, when you offer an apology, I think it's important that you just say, say you screwed up and I'm sorry. And Will Smith did it really well this past week and he resigned from the Academy, which is that's a huge thing. He just wins best actor and now he's resigning. It's amazing how this all works. And uh, so here's what we talked about in class. I had to bring it up because obviously everyone's talking about it. And at the very beginning, I said, well, before we start this conversation, who in this class thinks that Will Smith was in the right? And two or three hands went up way up in the air. Yes, he's absolutely in the right. OK, and they were standing by it. Now, this is a class maybe had 12, 13, 14 students in it. These are small class sizes up there at APU. And, uh, and and then I asked the question, OK, who here thinks that Will Smith was in the wrong? And it was interesting. No hands went flying up in the air. It was just more of like, well, I guess so. And yeah, but you, you know, who knows why he did it. And he was defending his wife and blah, 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 blah. And it, it just, you know, it was like, okay, maybe he's in the wrong, but I don't know who am I to speak on him. So then I said, okay, let's work. Let's walk through these mental models that we have, the, the ones that we've been learning in class. And let's, let's run this scenario that happened between Will Smith and uh, Chris Rock. And here's what I said. Let's pretend like, or let's let let's make believe that Chris or, or or that Will Smith had two minutes between the decision that he made or or the information. Okay, so the information that that came in was Chris Rock was making fun of his wife, and we found that later she has alopecia, which means that her hair. Uh, it it falls out and it's it's not fun for anybody to have that. Probably for women, it's a little harder. And so I don't know if Chris Rock knew that or not, but he made a comment about G.I. Jane, which is not bad. I mean, G.I. Jane is an absolute badass, right? So I don't know why that would be something to be offended about, but he made the comment. And uh, so it really offended uh, his wife and Uh, But let's say he had two minutes. Okay, so this is what I talked about. Let's say he had two minutes between the information that came in, which is everything we just talked about. And then the decision he made was to walk up on stage in front of millions of people and slap the crap out of. Chris Rock. Okay. Which then you see all the consequences immediately. The consequences weren't there. He wanted the best actor. He got a standing ovation, gets up and tears up and talks and people are all feeling sorry for him that night. And then as the week went on and more people started coming out and talking about it, really, it left a bad taste in almost everyone's mouth. And, and no one could really agree that it, it was the right thing to do. So with this class, what we did is we said, let's work. Let's let's pretend like Will Smith was in our class and he had all of these, these mental models he could have ran through. So we walked through systems thinking. We'll walk through third order of consequences where sometimes in third order of consequences, the, the immediate consequence is pleasurable. It's nice. It's good. But then you look down the road and you see the second order consequences aren't good and the third order consequences aren't good. And we're seeing some of that with Will Smith right now. We looked at first principles thinking and ran it through there. We looked at the law of reciprocity, the law of mutual benefit, the law of attraction, the law of entropy, the concept of creative destruction. Not all of these mental models apply and as you, you know, as you use mental models, models, you realize not every mental model applies to every situation, but at least one will. And by the time we got done, I said, okay, now that we've ran this situation through each mental model, and let's say Will Smith had two minutes to kind of do that himself. And I said, how many of you feel that it's the right thing, uh, that Will Smith did the right thing by walking back on the platform or walking up on the platform and smacking um, Chris Rock across the face based on this joke? No hand went up in the class. And it was a, a very... Uh, was a very, very solemn kind of moment. Nobody even like kind of put their hand up. No one was like, well, I don't know. It was very clear after wa- walking through these mental models that what uh, Will Smith did was wrong. And again, I'm not here. That's not what this podcast is about. It's not here to 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 judge Will Smith for his actions. You know, I'm the last one that should be doing that to anybody. I'm just saying. That in, in, the, in the immediate, most people were kind of giving them a pass. And we talked about that. Why would Will Smith get a pass? I used the example of what if the dean of the business school that I was up there on campus and I said, What if the dean of the business school walked in right, right now and said, Hey, you guys need to move out of this classroom and go somewhere else? And I got up and I were to get upset and say, Hey, why does it matter? No one's in this classroom. And then I walked over and I smacked her across the face. And I said, "How many of you would think that would be okay?" And nobody said that would be okay. We all agreed that would be the worst thing that I could do. It would be, and if I cussed her out and screamed at her really loud, well, you know, I'd be fired on the spot. I'd be fired. I'd probably be escorted off campus by security. Right? Cops may be called. Probably she'd probably you know press charges. It would not end well for me. But it, Will Smith did not experience the same consequences. And why was that? And what the general consensus consensus in the classroom was because he's a celebrity. And so we get our emotions involved because he's been in our home for years. I mean, I love the Fresh Prince of Will, you know, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Love that show. I love so much of what he's done. I have to be honest with you. I like Will Smith's rap. I mean, I even think about, you know, getting jiggy with it and, you um, The Wild Wild West. I love that song, The Wild Wild West. I don't care what anybody thinks. He had an album that came out back when I first came out to California. That would have been 2005, 2006. And I jammed to that album, you know, the entire time that I was rolling into California. I loved it. I love what he, I love everything he stands for. He has a YouTube documentary, a six part, I think it is, a miniseries that kind of looks at his life. It's phenomenal. And so it was shocking to see this guy that I've looked up to for a long time, make this decision. And so it was easy for me and many others, millions of others to say, well, okay, we give him a pass. He was sticking up for his wife. But when you run it through mental models, it takes out the emotion, it takes out the celebrity, and you're able to see the facts and you realize this was not a right decision for him to make. It wasn't the best decision that he he could have made. But again, he acted with information and went straight to decision. And usually when people do that, the emotions get involved. So, again, this idea of mental models, they're good for all of us to have. We're going to talk about them once we get into the month of May. It's good because in any decision you make, it's important that we run our decisions through these mental models. Charlie Munger, another billionaire, talks about this a great deal in his investing decisions in his you know decisions on what companies to purchase and all the other stuff he does he's constantly looking at this idea of mental models and running every decision through uh, these mental models as he makes decisions so, We will talk more about this. It comes from the science of success. So again, we've already talked about this idea of creative destruction, incessantly creating the new or bringing in the new, incessantly getting rid of the old. And today we're talking about, we've talked about this idea of mental models. We will talk more about that. But if you have not adopted mental models, I wanna encourage you, buy a book on it, We'll start watching some YouTube videos on them. Find the mental models you can use for yourself that will pay, help you make better decisions as leaders. It is incredibly important. Thank you so much for listening. I will see you, or I guess uh, I look forward to you joining me on the next episode of JC Talks, the leadership podcast. Have a great week. Take care.